heard the song, she's pure as New York snow. Uh, that's a way of saying she's not pure at all. Uh, New York snow is very quickly sullied by the city's grit and grime. But after a snowfall for the first hour or so, uh, the city is just blanketed in this white cover that covers over a multitude of sins. And it's a wonderful picture, really, of how the Lord covers his people. Isaiah uses it in the first chapter of his book. You see, Isaiah the prophet knew the condition of God's people, and it was worse than a New York sewer. He also knew that there was a covering from the Lord, more dazzling than a gleaming snowdrift. And so Isaiah, in order to show us the wonder of this dazzling covering, first he shows us the depths of our depravity. Are you ready for the depths of the depravity? The covering's coming, but first we need to deal in reality. And so Isaiah chapter 1 verse 4, Isaiah says to God's own people, Woe to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. They have forsaken the Lord, they have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on Him. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured, your whole heart afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness, only wounds and bruises and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with oil. Here is God's own people, and yet Isaiah just lays into them and calls them the sinful nation. They are full of bruises, sores, wounds. They are filthy. You know, usually if we have a long, hard look at ourselves, we don't mind some home truths about our own spiritual condition. But just as long as the end verdict is, don't worry, there's life in the old girl yet. There's, there's some redeeming qualities to you. Um, but Isaiah doesn't do that. There are no redeeming qualities to God's people. None. Isaiah is taking us to the dire depths. And you might expect that him, uh, that, that now he's going to show us our sixfold path to improvement. Here are the things that we need to do. Here are all the religious activities that we need to go through in order to cleanse ourselves. But actually, Isaiah doesn't say religion is part of the solution. Religion is part of the problem. The Lord is speaking in verse 13, and he says, Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations, I cannot bear. Your worthless assemblies, your new moon feasts, and your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers... I am not listening. Isn't that astonishing? The, the Lord closing his eyes to our prayers, shutting his ears to them. According to the Lord, religion is not a part of the solution to sin, it's part of the problem. He could not be more clear that he hates with all his being. In the old King James translation, he says he hates with his whole soul. His whole soul hates their worthless assemblies. People are much worse than they thought, and their religious activities are of no help to them whatsoever. Isaiah brings people utterly to the end of themselves, and then he gives them the hope that is beyond themselves. Nothing to do with them. Here is the Lord's own promise. Verse 18, Come now, let us settle, settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. It's not that the Israelites' sins aren't so bad after all. They are scarlet. 
Yet there is a covering for sins, like a blanket of snow on a grimy city street. God's purity can be laid over the top of our filthy lives. We can look gleaming to God. All of us need this covering. How do we get it? Well, later on in Isaiah, the Lord Jesus himself is speaking. It's Isaiah chapter 61. We know it's the Lord Jesus speaking because in Luke chapter 4, he says that that's his words. These are his words. He is the true king, full of the spirit who comes to preach good news to the poor, the brokenhearted, the captives and the prisoners. Here is a king who comes for those who are in the gutter and he has a covering for them. He says this in Isaiah 61 verse verse 10, Isaiah 61 verse 10. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Do you ever feel dirty? Do you ever feel like you just can't show your face to God or to to the world? Do you feel grimy? Do you feel ashamed? Christ himself has a pristine covering. He has garments of salvation, a robe of righteousness. But this covering is not simply for himself, the bridegroom. It's also for his bride. He shares his covering with his bride. He is the head and his body is adorned by the same gleaming covering. He will adorn his beloved. He he will cover his people with a gleaming purity. Those who come to him are robed in his righteousness. So then, friend, today, through Christ, though your sins are as scarlet, you are made as white as snow.